Hey, it's your girl Kyla Powers visiting you from my couch on my neighbor's couch. Uh, I just wrote for like two hours. Little letter, not for the public at large, but uh, there's so many different demographics and crevices in the game that should always be addressed. This I think I'm going to entitle this uh, How to Deal with Detractors. There's so much that I have to talk to people about, so many topics, and I'm actually going to come up with a whole system on just how to neutralize people and deal with stuff. Um, you can learn a lot from me there, even if you you know, are not on my fan list, you know, you can learn a lot from me. You you learn a lot from watching me and from learning what I deal with and how I deal with it. And um, one of those things that I'm sure everybody knows about, anybody that is trying to be about something, meaning you you create something. And by that, I don't just mean that you... You draw, or you sing, or you dance, or you whatever. I mean that you um, just your presence could have a change, an impact on an environment because you do things differently. You think different. You look different. You act different. Your vibration is just um, on a different frequency. Than many people are. Many people are at the whim of everything that is put in our entertainment vacuum. There's one part that's fun, which is kind of knowing what's going on in the world. There's, you know, the fake news of entertainment and then the fake news of you know, like CNN and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, it helps when you have conversation that you're up on all that stuff. Oh, yeah, you know, Nikki and Eminem are supposedly getting it on, even though he just came out that he's a woman or whatever. Just whatever it is. And it's just bizarre. It doesn't even matter what it is, whether it's true, whatever it is, it's just bizarre. Because at a certain point, certain people want to stay relevant and they can no longer either afford to pay the hype machine or they've got to do different things to stay relevant. So they are going to try to go to somebody who people are paying attention to, whether that's positive attention or negative attention. I'm even starting to think, for my patriots out there, y'all need to think about this, that I'm noticing a pattern that they don't even care if you're putting that, you're, 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 first they, they, they're still trying to censor you, right? They're trying to censor across the board. They don't, they, we know that they don't want the left, the liberal left to be red pilled, to know the truth about, uh, the government corruption. And it's on both sides, both Republican Democrats, they all work together. It's one machine, but they try to get us thinking that they're all different. And then we get marginalized and then we sit there fighting it out on Twitter, fighting it out, whatever with the memes. 
And what I noticed is that, like, the Obamas, because they really can't be on the scene, they're stinking enough with the corruption that they can't be too ostentatious, but yet they still want their name out there. So when you're doing these memes and stuff like that, they're glad that you're doing that meme, even if it's negative, because you're talking about them. So that's something that I realized is that when you take the time to answer a charge, even if it's somebody who's like small potatoes, you know, and what they say might be stupid, most of the time it's not even true, whatever that they're doing, um, you're giving them attention that people, if people aren't paying attention, people are barely paying attention, you know, but they're interested to see, well, will she say something, you know, these people really, not interesting, but we'll see what she says or whatever, and most of the time I'm like, you know what, nobody really cares what Aisha Tyler is doing or any of these people, oh wait, I hope I have the right person's name, I think I said the wrong person's name, she's the wife of some kind of uh, sports figure, I don't even know her name. That tells you something right there. But um, that, not the comedian, I didn't mean the comedian. I meant the wife, the sports figure's wife. But anyway, I don't even know who these people are. But that then comes that decision. That's like, I call it the John Kerry thing. The swift boating thing where if you say, wow, that's so stupid. And it's so we know that it's petty or whatever, um, but you don't answer specific charges, then you're going to have the ignorant and the truly desperate that they don't understand that you're going to drag them and drag them hard, drag them, drag them, uh, you know, and leave an indelible print on their forehead when they do that, you know, and you, at a certain point, if you want to be somebody that, it's not just somebody that's trying to be relevant, but that's somebody that, that has power, like that, that, that can change things. It's not about, it should never be power for power's sake, because that's why someone like Hillary Clinton will never be qualified for that job. Because you got to ask yourself, why do you need power? What, what are you going to do with that power? Who are you going to be? What type of person in charge are you going to be with that power? That's when it's power for power's sake. And that's when, you know, that tells you everything you need to know about that individual. I'm not into that. That's not what I do what I do for. I don't know why I have this. I don't know if it's my my uh, astrology or whatever, but... I've always, like from the time that I was little, was like, everybody's competing to be seen, to do this, to do that, and blah, 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 and whatever it is. And I always kind of wanted to do my own thing, but I was like, you know what, I'm not interested, that doesn't interest me. If just anyone can do whatever that opening is, then they can just choose just anybody to fill that opening and do that. And I don't even care about it. What I'm looking at is what needs to be done 
to make it better, to change how it operates, to from the inside out to refreshen it. It's like, it's like uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, like when the the Mama Weasley and the you know and the Weasley clan, when the house is a mess, and then she goes like this, Ooh, and she spins around the room, and everything gets cleaned up from the inside, and then everything is sparkling and beautiful. That's what I'm interested in doing, and I'm interested in completely doing it completely different than whatever, not just completely different, but doing finding out what they're doing that's not working. And be able to pinpoint exactly what needs to be done to improve it. And I've been practicing that technique from like four. So when people, whenever you are dealing with people, you know, haters or whomever, they're competing with you and they think they're going to have, they want your spot. They want to do what you do. They want to blah, 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 blah. They got to have put in the time doing your specific technique of what your God-given talent is. They would have had to been putting time in from the day that you were born. They would have had to have all of the circumstances, all of the pressure that you have had to withstand from your environment, all those ways that you creatively had to come up with to survive that environment. It's like taking somebody and it doesn't have anything to do with race, completely nothing to do with race. You can take whatever race for somebody that has lived totally pampered and never had to worry about a lot, I'm not saying that you could be, you, you can't be smart enough to be on your wits and do things because intelligence can do a lot. But I'm what I'm saying to you is, you can take somebody that's not used to a very uh, aggressive environment, you know, and put them in it, and they're not gonna may not have those tools to survive that environment where you'll have a kid. That's had it rough from day one. And that maybe they know how to navigate that. Because they've had so many experiences that they had to negotiate survival. Trying to get out of the wrong place at the wrong time. Trying to get away from the wrong people at any time. Trying to get out of wherever it is that they are. You know, you can't even... Things aren't so black and white anymore. Where we used to be able to look at people and assume they would like us to be like this. That, that they would like to believe that you can just assume you're like this. Your experience is this. Well, th- this was this. You went through this. So therefore you can do that or you can't do that. Or you should do this or you should do that. And what I love is that. We can complain about things that are not optimal the way that we want them exactly to be. But we are in the most exciting time that ever was, you know. And as you can see, (laughs) it doesn't matter what side of my family or friends or whatever that I'm dealing with. 
uh, or acquaintances, everyone is dealing with the clutter of unnecessary things in their lives. People in their lives that may love them. I'm not saying that these people don't don't love you. I'm not saying that these people have ill intent or ill will towards you. And it may not even be they may not it may be support they may not even be aware of it. Like cousins or siblings that that secretly you know, compete with you. It's like they're happy for you, especially if they're going to get something out of it. But if they're not directly benefiting, you know, it's kind of it's kind of sideways. It's kind of slanty-eyed, you know what I mean? And so the question becomes, when, when do you need to flex and make that move and say, you've been shading me, And this needs to stop. When do you know that you need to make that move and let somebody know that, no, there's a boundary here. This relationship is no longer fruitful in my life. It is no longer bringing me joy. It is no longer bringing me blessings to the degree that I need to, for it to be, for me to continue investing time in it. I have friends who, like if I heard that anything happened to them, I totally would cry and I'd be like, oh no, oh my God. And I would, and, and it would, it would bother me for a long time. But I just know that I am in a completely different mindset in terms of what I know about the world, what I know that's happening. We have whole populations in this country and worldwide that are so deeply ingrained in so many false realities from entertainment, to the gamer world, to the fake world of politics, to uh, just fake social circles. Uh, we, we heard about the colleges that have this kind of fake hierarchy. And in Howard, the thing with the fashion, where I don't know if it was the admissions person or whatever, they were like literally taking student scholarships so that they could have some kind of fashion that made them look like they were, I don't know what, that they were going to do something in life or I, I don't know what that was about. But we have so many people that are absolutely oblivious. Like if you say, if you mention certain words like deep state government, uh, you mentioned the New World Order. You mentioned, you know, even Illuminati or whatever. But people think, and I'm not presenting things in black and white, but what I'm saying to you is that people think that everything out here is just a game. And, and in a sense, it is because we're all here to learn. And, you know, we're all going to go back to the creator at some point, you know. And it seems like 
how much fear, fear or fear porn can be exerted over a person so that whatever life they have, you can control them, how they perceive themselves, how they perceive others, which means that you can control what their habits are and what they're going to do. You, you can predict it. So we're living in such a complicated web, the internet web, the false matrix, all of this stuff, right? The clutter, that's the clutter. It's clutter on simultaneously on many different levels. Like if you put it in a video game, you're like at the start of the game and you're you're in, I keep going to Harry Potter because I know so many people know it, okay? You're in that, I forgot the name of the garden, but remember when they had the Triwizard Tournament or whatever, and they're running through, and you're, you're in the front, and it's like you're trying to get through that maze, and they're like just bags of like uh, leaves or excess crap that nobody wants, and it's like it's blocking your path, and you can't get through or whatever. That's almost like what the lies that are perpetrated in fake news, that's exactly what we're living with where people that live in truth are trying to move forward and are trying to move our society forward in terms of spirituality, in terms of uh, technology and innovation. You have many people, not just Tesla, that have come up with uh, how to make car, how to power cars uh, without gasoline, how to provide electricity and energy for homes. We have so much technology. I'm not even talking from the ETs, just stuff that humans of this generation have created that has not been shared, that has been suppressed, that has been snapped up by whomever for whatever their purposes are. Like Facebook was stolen from a company and then weaponized and used against American people, okay? Against truth tellers, uh, against people that live in truth, that want clean, fresh air, that want a place where our animals can continue to live, that want to eat, that want to explore the earth. And like what you see now... That this, I'm just telling you everything that people aren't aware of, that I'm showing you that the clutter are all things that are in our way. And it doesn't matter in what capacity that has manifested, whether it's earth, water, air, fire. It doesn't matter how dense that thing is because it can still feel like a tremendous roadblock because it's something you've got to get around, get above, get under or move past. And we have things, you say Agenda 21 to some people, they don't know what it is. They see what's going on in California with the displacement of human beings just in terms of where we are allowed to live in the United States. If you tell some people, they just, they just, it, it's got to be a conspiracy. No, you can Google this stuff. Many people are writing about it. Not everybody's lying. The truth is out there. There are areas that they, national parks, that suddenly you're not allowed to be in. 
And nobody's asking any questions. Well, why? I am a citizen of Earth. Why is there any place other than Disneyland that I don't have to pay for uh, to get in and to see this glorious thing that Yahuwah has created, the earth, the, the, the whatever, the land, the whatever. Nobody's asking any questions. It's all got to be a conspiracy. We don't, we don't believe in or trust each other anymore. And that's a problem. Where our word is our word. And where we have some integrity. We don't have that amongst each other. We got people in the truth or community that fell for certain figures because of their charisma or how they looked. Or, or yeah, I liked how he taught. He seemed like me. And then you had people like me that exposed these people six months ago. But if I dared speak up and say, you need to look at this person twice. Did I break them down on a personal level? No, I said, you need to look at what this person's saying. You need to look at X, Y, and Z about this person before you take their word for it. And I always said, I said, don't listen to me because I'm me or because of what I say. Look up everything. Look at it. Make up your own mind. I'm just, you should listen to a cross cut of diverse opinions and then come to your conclusion of what the truth is or what you're going to do. Because unless you have context, you don't know anything. You're making up something off of not all the information, which is what I did about him. You know who. I was going off of all this love talk and the past, you know, every time I thought about him, I went back to the past and I thought of how many, how much I loved him and, and I never thought he could do the things that he did because I was under that, that haze, the entertainment haze of where we're idealizing people. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't care if you are sick of me saying it and you're sick of what, I don't care. Stop idealizing people. We are coming to a time. That I don't care if you're a Christian or not. The Bible is more than a, some kind of uh, tool for Christianity. They've removed stuff from it. They've taken stuff from it. They've added stuff from it. And we know what Yahuwah says is going to happen to the people that have done this. And it's already started to happen. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't a big enough stir when uh, all those Chilean priests came forward and were telling the truth on the Pope. And and he they came forward and they said all that. And they had that accident in Cuba. And, and even the Pope said, oh, you know, I might resign. But nobody kept their foot on these people. They heard it and they was like, oh, did they do something wrong? They, they, they were less interested in all that than the shade that these people are throwing at me. What, where are these people's priorities and sense of what's important and what's not the gotcha game over somebody who's not even famous more important than stuff like this 
because we're being programmed and sensitized towards sensationalism and towards spectacle. I've been telling you about spectacle for a very long time because that is the tool, a main tool of deception. It's spectacle. And y'all need to see beyond it. It doesn't matter who I am, where I am, if I have money or if I don't. I think I'm always just going to be a truth. Te- like, I, the truth is just, I just, whatever it is, if if somebody is not being treated right, I'm just going to be like, this person's not being treated right. I don't care who they are. They could be somebody that I may not even agree with, whatever, whatever. If the truth of the situation is there, I'm going to say this is what it is. Nobody's paid me for it. I'm not doing it to be famous. I did what I did and I was on this path of what I'm doing spiritually now from 20 years ago. And I didn't know that anyone was paying attention. I wasn't being paid. I didn't even look around. The only thing I was upset about was the theft. And that I I was creating amazing things and that people saw it they liked it and they did it and they did not feel that I I should be paid for what I did that's wrong and I have the power over my work that I can say no you don't get this for free you don't get it for free that's like a beautiful young woman Whoever's at her job saying, she's a hottie. I should have that. I should be able to tap that because I'm the head of, I'm the lead boss of this place. I should be able to tap that if she wants to continue working here where affording Manolo Blahniks and paying off her student loans. I should be able to get that. This is how people think. And so as I was saying in my blog, what I'm bringing to your attention is the erroneous ways of how people think, how that can become those blocks of clutter, those blocks of whatever it is that becomes a problem, not just for you. It becomes a problem, everybody's problem. When we, when we don't address any particular group's issue, Like when people say, oh, well, that's those people over there. I'm not that person. We don't have to stop those people killing each other in Chicago. Uh, We don't have to deal with this or this or that. That's not my community. And those people are just losers and blah, 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 blah. The truth is, no matter if you like it or not, we're all one species. We're made from the, with a human family. And whatever happens to the least of us happens to all. And it's like the Uncle Ben thing. If you don't stop them when you have the chance, it's gonna, something's gonna happen. And then you can't go back on, in time and undo it. And so when we allow someone to lie to us because we like them, like I let him do to me, or like, Truthers allowed certain uh, public 
personalities to do to them or like Democrats allow certain people in their party that they know have been accused of heinous things, yet they don't investigate it. They don't want to hear about it. They can see the obvious bias and they don't want to rebalance it. Because who we like has taken precedence over the truth. And it's become unbelievable clutter everywhere. So what happens is When something true comes, we got to tread past all the lies that we never, uh, we never, we never corrected. And at a certain point, it becomes so much that anything can happen when evil gets clever and can do it at the right minute in time. Some things can happen because there's so much minutiae. That would have to be overcome. So many, so many uh, cards or so many things that would have to be flipped over for the truth to be seen for what it is. So, in your, in your work this week, because I'm hoping that now everyone's caught on that there's something to this spiritual work and that it's not doing nothing and that it's not not important and that, you know, I have to get in balance because I do mostly spiritual work and I let the physical go to hell in a handbasket. So I'm getting back on board with being in alignment. That's where I need to be aligned and it can't just all be spiritual and mental. There has to be physical in it and I realize that and I'm doing it as I can do it. But I'm hoping that everyone is learning from my spiritual practice and seeing that everybody has to do the spring cleaning in their lives as well. And that when you allow deception, it can clutter your thinking and it can keep you in an illusionary phase to where you can't see the truth. Because of the mountains of falsehoods in the way. And so you need to be able to look at the bags that are around you. It's time. Like me, I was overwhelmed by the bags of stuff. And I was going through every day and handling my life and my business. And I was buying things two and three times twice. Because I didn't look in the bag that I had. And I had sandals. Perfect sandals. But I had not gotten to that bag yet. So I hadn't found it. So I had to buy some other shoes. Which I could have used that money for something else. I could have used those resources for something. I could have used that time for something else. So. If you. Notice things. Where your spidey sense goes off. And you haven't taken the time to look in the bag. I charge you, I challenge you this week. To look in the bag. Because it really, it might save your life. If you're a person that is not not, uh, run by materialism. Maybe look into your accounts. I'm going to again 
and make sure that your bank isn't stealing from you, that the banking crisis is coming and people can sit here and pretend like they don't know that the dollar could crash at any point in time. And if they do that, they could pull an EMP, which means that the devices would be out And once the devices are out, they're going to be out for a long time. And so if you're depending on cryptocurrency, you better think again. I'm not trying to give you fear porn. I'm telling you, look, if you're not afraid and you're an adult and you want to be prepared, as all these people say, oh, I'm prepared. Are you really prepared? Have you looked in the bag? Have you looked in the bag? The bags that your parents are presenting you with. They're presenting you with beliefs, belief systems. And this is everyone in our lives. And let's talk about some of these bags, okay? So we've got parents. And they're telling us that they need us to be and to do whatever it is that's in line with whatever it is. And some of us have the insight to know what it's really about and if it's self-serving. And if someone is giving you life advice and what they're telling you is self-serving, you have to love yourself enough to detach from it and say, "Mm, I don't accept your bag. Maybe you've been carrying that bag. Maybe you got that bag from your grandmother or your father. And they told you you had to keep carrying that bag. And that whatever in that bag, that that's you. Whatever's in that bag they gave you, they're telling you that that is who you are. That that's what makes up you. And and the way that they talk to you the language that they use, the context that they talk about you, whether it's in jokes, whether it's in name-calling, whether it's uh, how they speak about you towards others, whether it's uh, through text or second-heard conversations. Everybody should be smart enough to know. There's some of us that are, like I say, intuitive, that they don't have to read the text that you wrote about them. They can feel remotely. Some people are that sensitive, that they can feel exactly what you think about them and what you may have said and what you may have done. That becomes a bag. It becomes karma. And I'm, I'm very cognizant of it. That when I do it, it's got to be worth it. It needs to be a defensive measure or it's not worth it. Because I believe, I think that, I'm not sure, there's another term for karma. But it just means that that energy, we know it's not created. It's neither created nor destroyed. It's either transmuted or changed in some way. But the unfinished business, the things that we don't deal with, 
the relationships that we start and we don't end them. Like I'm I'm very much aware that we don't always get closure in every relationship. Like sometimes a parent may die before you've had the chance to say what you want to say or before they've wanting to say what they wanted to say. That could happen with any relative or someone that you dated, you know, you moved on and, and married somebody else and they never told you that they were in love with you or, you know, whatever it is that they have to say or whatever it is, the time is very precious. And so we don't understand not only that these bags are in our way, but they're expensive bags because they cost us. In the end, when it's coming down to it, all of the things that we human beings thought were important in our lives, it's not going to matter. Whether you're the person dying or somebody else you love is dying, you're not going to be sitting there thinking about how much money you had or how much money you have in the bank. All that's going to flash in front of your face is how many times you laughed. How many times you hugged that person. How many times you had mutual experiences where you were spiritually elevated and you enjoyed that together. All the times that you made love and you were you were doing something that was beyond just doing it and getting that that urge off but when the second then that loving whatever type of loving agape or what whatever whatever kind of love whatever form it is when it becomes something else when you've relaxed into it and it's become two human beings working on something that is beyond uh, plain speech or description. When you, when you birthed your baby, when you saw your baby walk, all the times you were in the park with your dog and maybe you had problems in your life and, you know, days were sucking and that dog comes to you when you come in the door and you are the center of their universe and you realize that you are loved. You are loved. You're loved. And the next level of that love beyond getting that feedback from another human being is when you have given of yourself past your past anything that you plan on doing. Do you know what I mean? Like you're doing something that you do or whatever, but something in you wants to just transcend what you think you're humanly able to give. And that's because you see you s- other people are receiving 
whatever that is. And then you receive because they're they're love they're giving you love. And then you realize. Or or maybe you're by yourself. And there's some people, I mean, I know people that aren't spiritual may not understand. They may look at some Christians and think that you're crazy when you have some song that you love that is to Yahuwah and you're just in your zone or you're in your car or you're just by yourself and you are praising and you are just like, oh, your soul is exalting your creator and you're knowing him and you're, you're going to another level of experience and you remember that in yourself, that well-being. Some people wait until they're going out of here and they see their life flash before their eyes to remember that. Why? Because the bags of the clutter are because they're right in the line of, of eyesight in view. And you tend to focus on what's in your line of sight. You know? And then you got when you once you clear that bag, you can see, oh, remember that time? Or maybe in the future it hasn't happened yet. But you've had a dream about it. Or you're visualizing it. Or you're writing it down in your journal. Oh gosh. Once I get through this and and I, and the end of the summer, so-and-so and I are going to get together and we're going to go here and we're going to have these times. And once I get through with this degree, I'm going to live here and I'm going to live in this way. And I'm going to be in my zone working and living and being in this way that is very much winning. And I'm going to be there. And, and you can see that because the path is clear. And whatever bags anyone has given you of belief systems, even if they're still, they're looking at you as if you're surrounded in garbage. She'll never get, she'll never get out of that garbage. Look at all that garbage. She must be garbage because there's garbage around her. This is how people see the veterans. This is how people look at the homeless. Because they can only see what's directly in their sight. And whatever it appears to be at that moment. In their mind, that's all it ever was. All it ever is. And all it ever could be. Because that's the limit to their perception. And when you, when we talk about spirituality and you become and you start consistently hitting that next level of human experience where you're beyond love, you're beyond fellowship, you're beyond fraternity, when you hit that often enough and that becomes the focus instead of the bags around you. Because that's the creator and that is perfection and that is what you are and you are getting realigned. Then you see that you can at any point in time rise up above all the bags that's in other people's sight and that's in yours. 
And you can do anything at any time. We literally can. But it's all about alignment. If we were ideally aligned, you could literally say to this mountain, be moved into the sea and it would happen that quickly. That is what the Christ consciousness is. Be very clear on that. What happens in our society is that whatever smear campaign out there against spirituality that's there will use the bad things that have been done in the name of religion, the oppression that's been done in the name of religion, the theft that's been done in the name of religion, the molestation and the sexual abuse that's been done in the name of religion, the false, uh, what do they call it, a, the apostate, false stuff, false understandings of the Savior and the concept of the Son. When, you, when, when they give all that stuff, that could be used to break your relationship with that higher knowing of your higher self. Because all it is is just another bag. It's just a bag of that's marked religion. And it might be white and it might be pretty. But it might not be true. And it might also be in your way. So what I mean that to say is You got to micromanage it. Things that are important to you and important to your life, you have to micromanage it. You can't leave it up to anybody else. You can't depend on anybody else. Your spirituality, you can't leave it up to anybody else. You can't think, I went to church, I listened to the sermon, I got everything that I need, and I'm good to go. No. We all have to have our own private practice. And I'm not saying that the church is bad because I have learned that it is one of the only places where people can be completely destitute and they can go, they can be taken as is, and they can be helped. They can be fed. I'm not knocking down the church. I'm saying whoever it is, whatever your concept of any religion is, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. In fact, it's all in vain if we can't use whatever we've learned to deal with other human beings in a way that is healthy for ourselves and healthy for them. It is better for me to leave my father's presence than for us to continue to have that discord because what happens is a condition, conditioning happens Habits happen. Bags get placed. Bags of belief. Bags of behavior. Beliefs about who that other person is. To the point where you don't even see them anymore. And the relationship is gone. There's just so many bags in between. You just don't even see the person anymore. They don't see you and you don't see them. And everything stinks so bad. You don't even want to be there anymore so if you want to save a relationship you want to 
preserve what's left of the goodness that might be there. It's better to, like, you know, they say, better to take your eye out. (laughs) Do whatever you have to. You know, I'm not saying run from it, but some type of, there's a way of cauterizing the hemorrhaging areas. If you don't know what that means, that means like, let's say your nose was bleeding profusely, right? That you could stop that vein from, from, from bleeding like that. There's a way to, you know, there's men that go around creating dysfunctional relationships with whomever. I don't know who their partner is, man, woman, whatever. But they do these dysfunctional relationships and it's unhealthy and sometimes they create children. And what happens is, especially in the hood, is that we've created all these little seeds, which I'm calling the children, and you've brought all all that drama from that parasitic relationship of two people that are trying to get something from each other instead of trying to give to each other and try to build. It's when we look at our relationships, what type of magnetic situation do we have going on? Are we, are we both trying to give and to build something? Or is it just everybody for themselves trying to get their needs met? Because if you're trying to live with someone, forget romance. Even if you have roommates. Roommates. And you're just trying to like, you know, some people, you live in a space. Like when I first moved to my dad's place, the first week that I was there, you're always your best self that first week. I was trying to clean. I was trying to do certain things to make the environment better. But I was not used to that environment. So the two people that lived there, they were like, oh, even though I was cleaning and it needed to be done, oh, she's doing too much. We're not used to somebody coming in and cleaning and this is our area. And my, whatever my relative, I don't even know what he is to me, would be in the kitchen he laid it down. This is my kitchen. Here, I tried to make myself at home, make him something, try to learn how they do it. He didn't allow it. He put up bags around himself. That we were only, I wasn't going to get through that. Those bags. To really deal with him on a human level. And it ended up causing the problems that it did. But what I'm saying about that is that you got some people that will clean, that will cook. Like if you're out of uh, garbage bags, they'll just go buy the garbage bags. And then they may not say anything until the next meeting where everybody's like, oh, you know, we're out of garbage bags and I bought them. Does anybody want to contribute to it like that? Or we were out of toilet paper and you didn't say anything. You were like, well, I got this one that person will probably get next, but that person never gets next. And they're never going to bring up not getting next until you bring it up. You know? Any kind of relationship that's like that, that's one-sided, all the love in the world could not save it. 
unless both people give. And it's not, well, oh, well, when it gets to this point, then I'll give. Oh, oh, when it's like this, then I'll... No, 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 no. It's what, it's what you're, what's your, if you're, if it's unappreciated now, what makes you think it's going to be, get appreciated later? It probably is not. It's not. So that's what I'm going to do is really check what's in the bag. And there's another part aspect of that that I don't want to leave out. And that's that especially in the United States, we need to understand how blessed and gifted that we have it in this country. We have a surplus of everything. I don't know if it's left over from the credit bubble or whatever, but we've got food, access to food that people in other countries can only dream about. We've got, my dad has so much stuff. And all he does is just keeps buying it. Again, the same thing. And I organized everything in the cupboard for him. And I said, look how much you have of this. And he said, no, if I want it, I'll get it again. It's mine. Or whatever it is. I'm not saying this to demonize him. I'm saying, and for me, I bought things twice because I didn't know what I had other places because I had stuff so spread out. So that was my lesson. But but what what are you doing in your life? What what do you have that you don't think that you have enough of it and you have to keep going out, but it's never enough. For the guy that had a different girl in his house every day and he got all this attention and he had got it all, but he never feels loved, even though he's been with all these women or the woman that's got 10 guys and she's sleeping with them all and they're giving her everything in the world. And that's your business to do whatever you want. I'm not saying that it's not. You can live however you want. That's that's the free choice that we're being given. I'm just asking you to question what kind of baggage that you have. Every person that you give your spiritual energy to, and I'm not even talking that that liquid, that sexual liquid that passes, that your DNA physically changes with every person that you're with. And I think if more people knew that beyond even STDs, that your your brain is being changed by being with that person could have all kinds of personality flaws but you think because they have a great this or a great that that you're you're throwing your progress and where you are spiritually how far dragged down did I get by dealing with somebody that that was on a low vibrational frequency you got you got the Birkin bag or the the Hermé bag or whatever bag that you got but what did you lose to get it? And really, who cares? The people and the friends that you got because you had it, are they really your friends? If you were out in the middle of the night, you suddenly lost it. Your something part of you got burned and you weren't hot anymore. What, 
would they still be there? Would those friends still be there? If if suddenly you had a Job situation, the house of Job where this guy, we're going to I'm going to read through Job at some point. Job and Revelations where Job had everything. He had the best family, he had the looks, he had the money, he had the talent, he had the everything. And it got taken away. And his wife kept saying, curse God and die. And he didn't do that. But how many of us could could still be ourselves and climb out from around the baggage of people telling ourselves, oh, everything looks bad for you, curse, curse God and die. Oh, you're too old. You're too old to have a career. Or you're too old to have your dreams. Or something messed up your original dream. So therefore you can't make a new one. And you can't do this. And you can't do that. And it's all can't, can't, can't. And all these limitations. And they got so much to say. And yet they're not about anything. Because anybody that's really about succeeding in success. They're not going to be telling you. Oh, you can't do this and you can't do that and all this. Because they don't care. Because they're doing what they do. That's what they're going to be saying. They don't care about what you're doing. Because they're having too good a time living their own life. So anyway, I need to clean up. And uh, I don't know how long it's going to take. But the point is you start and you start from where you're at. And you look up one day. And everything you don't want to be there is going to be gone. Because you stop staring at it. You just keep moving it. Moving it out of your path. You don't look at it. At a certain point, you don't need to analyze what happened. You analyzed it. Analyzed it. Whatever. I didn't even go there. But you did it a thousand years, a thousand times. Whatever. It's gone. It's over. Goodbye. And if these people want to come back, they can't bring the bags with them. If they want to come visit, they cannot bring the bags with them and you have to let them know, I do not accept your baggage of bullshit. I don't accept it about me, about you, about anything. You better be about the future and improving things. All right. Kyla Powers Radio. They always want more. And that's, I guess that's just the nature of the beast.